You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. We are reaching the end of the wire, and that means it is time for the week that was. Isn't that right? It is. It is. Where we run through the week's headlines and have a brief discussion to maybe give some clarity or maybe even add to more confusion about it. Indeed. Uh, So starting with national news this week, a busy week, again, always is, especially in a run-in to the election. We'll start with GDP. So on Thursday, we saw... Yes. Well, New Zealand is officially in its first recession in a decade after our GDP was announced yesterday, which saw a 12.2% drop for the three months to June. Now, we always... we were. We expected this to be bad. Um, it's probably not as bad as some forecasted, with the Treasury actually thinking it could be down 16%. Indeed. So, goodish news. Yeah, goodish. Yeah, we um, always knew it was going to be bad. I mean, our lockdown was very, you know, strict. So. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things that uh, I think uh, if we had not expected this to happen, we would have had our heads under some sand. Exactly. Um, so, it's good that it was only. A 12.2% drop, mm. I think, is the takeaway. Uh, Grant Robertson? Yeah, Grant Robertson sort of, he said, yeah, we, our plan to go hard and go early uh, from the government means that we'd be able to come back, our economy should be able to come back faster and stronger. So we'll yeah. see if that is the case. But just to put our 12.2% drop in context, Australia fell about 7% with a little bit more laxed yeah. uh, restrictions. And the UK actually dropped 20.4%. Mm. It is, I months. think, also important to note with those Australian figures that perhaps we are further along our economic collapse journey than they may be due to COVID-19. So we could see these numbers change within uh, the next coming months. Moving swiftly along, a few days before that, on Tuesday, the uh, Māori Party, that was even on Monday even, the Māori Party kicked off Te Wiki o Te Māori with an announcement. Yeah, they're going to, if they're elected into government, they're going to push to change the country's official name to Aotearoa. Indeed, and uh, also a large portion of the individual uh, street names, uh, place names, uh, or getting rid of the colonial or English names for places within Aotearoa, uh, New Zealand. Uh, I've seen some discussion online whether we have done enough to deserve this name change yet uh, in our decolonial process, Uh, but it's an interesting step, and that would be by 2026, Mm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and they've also put measures in place, so the Standards Authority will actually audit broadcasters to ensure that Māori place names receive their correct uh, correct pronunciation. Right, so that's uh, an interesting policy move, uh, and a very relevant one for this week. Uh, Labour this week. Yes, another policy, uh, one that you might be familiar with. Uh, Labour has committed to delivering light rail to Auckland Airport if re-elected. That sounds very familiar. Yes, uh, round two on the light rail front. Uh, it was axed in June, however, brought back for this upcoming election. Yeah, I guess that's the issue with a coalition government. Not everyone can agree, and New Zealand First put a halt to any plans of light rail. I believe New Zealand First want heavy rail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you have a preference... Uh, on your rails are light for labour and heavy rails and more short term uh, and short span ones for national uh, including a train between Mosgiel and Dunedin for the National Party Uh, but yeah uh, definitely a well needed uh, thoroughfare within uh, within Tamaki Makoto rather Uh, also within Tamaki Makoto the University of Auckland on Wednesday uh, has backtracked upon 
an initial announcement? Yes, so Auckland University has had to backtrack on its decision to have face-to-face learning return on Monday after thousands of students signed a a petition to keep non-practical learning online. Indeed, this kind of lines up with other universities around the nation with Victoria already, I believe, uh, being fully online for the rest of the year. Now, from what I understand, uh, we have another couple of weeks at a kind of test period and then it will be reviewed as to whether people return to campus uh with the what is the official title the vice chancellor yes what was was the uh she said uh, vice chancellor dawn freshwater said learning will remain online until the 2nd of october regardless of alert levels so whether that means if 2nd of october we're still in a level 2 2.5 and if they're going to change well we'll see indeed now moving on to international news uh we start news rather uh we start in the americas where the fires are still ongoing yeah the west coast of the united states continues to burn with wildfires stretching the entire length of the country's western seaboard uh nearly three and a half million acres have burnt that is up 2.1.2 million acres since last friday i think so yeah Yeah, if my maths is correct on that one uh so that is uh progress in the wrong direction very much so and you always hear like oh it's because of climate change but sometimes you don't actually hear it get um sort of described how it is Mm. climate change but um i think one news had a very uh, interactive display the other day where it was it's actually the gulf stream um from the arctic has changed so it's that would usually bring rain over those states but it's now actually going across the united states and canada border because of warmer temperatures so because of that, that's why right. there's dry temperatures and it's more prone to fires. There we go. We learn. Uh, and this can there's fires elsewhere still, and this is a newer fire that we didn't manage to touch upon last week. No, we didn't. Uh, in Brazil, the Pantanal, which is the world's, uh, world's largest wetland, it continues to burn since mid-July. So that's been yep. on fire since then, and that's gone through 23,000 square kilometres. So another huge... Uh, environmental crisis in brazil as well amidst a not very environmentally conscious no uh leadership moving on uh speaking of conscious leaderships we uh turn to mexico uh, where some states in Mexico are passing bans that will prevent the sale of sugary treats to minors. Yeah, um, we've sort of done a similar thing in New Zealand when we, we've restricted energy drinks to R16. Yeah. Um, you've got to be 16. Um, and we've also talked about sugary taxes before, um, but nothing, I don't think, on this election coming up. But it's interesting, um, the government has decided to do this because of their 70,000 deaths, two-thirds of them had underlying health conditions, such as obesity, diabetes, hypertension, and cardiovascular problems indeed uh moving on uh yes or today even this morning or yesterday their time belarus uh we return to belarus uh has made a few more manoeuvres recently. Yes, President Alexander Lukashenko has closed the country's border with Poland and Lithuania whilst putting the nation's army on high alert. Indeed, so this kind of follows the consolidation of power within uh, Belarus and within the national security concerns. The protesters and the waves of protests that continue uh, in Belarus uh, were stated as a national security risk by the President uh, Alexander Lukashenko. Uh, who believes as well that these protests are being driven by the West. Yeah, 
Exactly. Uh, moving to Africa, Tunisia and Uganda have agreed to construct a multi-million dollar crude oil pipeline. The 1,445 kilometre pipeline will connect Uganda's oil fields to Tunisia's Tanga port. Now, we were just talking about this before uh, we went on air, and pipeline, that's just never a good word, is it? Uh, it hasn't <laughs> seemed to have many positive connotations recently. No. Uh, so this is there's large oil reserves that were found in 2006, I believe, uh, within Uganda. Uh, however, there is a lack of infrastructure around a kind of extracting that um, value from the natural yeah. resource. Uh, so this kind of comes as kind of the final part of uh, an infrastructure project to uh, gain from those oil resources. Uh, however, there are understandable concerns within Uganda uh, and within communities. Yeah. Uh, and staying in Africa, in Mali, mediators have failed to negotiate the creation of a civilian government after the country's military took power in August. Indeed, so leaders are from... Various West African states uh, met with the head of military to hand over power to the civilian authorities. However, because an agreement was not reached between uh, the parties, uh, one could not be taken over. A similar pattern that we saw uh, almost with Algeria earlier last year and it, this year. It does seem rare of a military to give power to the civilians after a coup, isn't it? They uh, like to hold on to that power, it seems. Sadly. And yeah. wrapping it up, uh, again, returning to climate change and that Arctic shelf. Yes, an Arctic, uh, the Arctic's largest ice shelf has split after temperatures rose 3 degrees in the past 50 years. Now this ice shelf is huge, it's 110 square kilometres and it hasn't just split in half but it's actually shattered so there's a lot of different pieces um, and the Arctic has actually seen record highs in the last two summers so getting pretty hot up there. Indeed, and that along with all of your Wire content from this week as well as all the wonderful content produced by every other news writer at the station brings us to the week that was. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.